And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring Mr. Stone Gossett. Fucking camera in the truck. everybody welcome back once again for the 25th episode here we are live on four legs podcast the live pearl jam podcast experience it's randy and it's matt and uh 25 sir we've gotten this far it's about six months yeah at 21 we were allowed to drink and uh now we can rent a car <sighs> It was only four weeks ago. It felt it felt like just four weeks ago where we were saying it was only our twenty first episode. Uh, they grow up so fast, don't they, Randy? Uh, I just love to watch it bloom and grow yeah. into a human being. Our child. So through twenty five episodes, how? Uh, what What's like the biggest thing you've noticed, or like the the biggest thing you've learned from doing this show? that you didn't expect maybe like what you know because i think there are a lot of things that like going into it i just and researching these shows i'm just blown away by a bunch of different things i think the main thing that i was expecting to happen was to have my mind changed on on songs maybe that i i've liked or 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 haven't liked i think it's gone both ways I think I've become sick of some songs, and I think I've appreciated songs that I haven't in the past. Um, yeah, I, but I was expecting that. As far as unsuspected goes, uh, I I think I think this has made me even more critical than I already were already was. <laughs> it's tough not to be though, because you're going through all these, and you're doing one a week. And we're kind of, you know, we're picking off some requests. Sometimes we're picking off of some, uh, you know, when guests come on. And, and we're also picking off of just sometimes off of a whim, just ideas or shows that I've listened to, uh, you know, in the last couple months and said, you know, this is not a bad idea to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and, and, and it's kind of tough after a while to sort of differentiate between shows because, you're getting a lot of the same basic concept of shows. Uh, even if songs aren't in the same spots, uh, the concept of, you know, even flow alive and daughter and Jeremy and better man and, uh, evolution are all there. And every single time I see it, I'm just like, I feel like I, I feel horrible that I can't think of any more, anything else to say on this, yeah. but, 
you can't after you know it's it's just very difficult and that's why i think a lot of the times when we are doing shows i love you know getting trying to get a new song in an an episode but you know by the time episode 45 comes around are are we gonna have every song covered you know that that's uh i'd like to be able to i think that would be that would be pretty cool but i just don't want i just don't want to find a time where we're like man we've covered everything we're freaking bored that's what i don't want true true um that's i think and i think that's why I really like doing the errors and bunches. We're doing uh, Humdol 2003 today. So uh, we did a 2003 show uh, like a few weeks ago, four or five weeks ago. So that, um, you know, we're, we're staying kind of in the same place. But I think maybe that's something that we should do. And we should sort of stay in the same era instead of bounce around. So, you know, next week we're going to be doing something from, from 95 uh, which we haven't done since November, December, uh, and it'll feel it'll feel fresh to us. It'll feel more fresh than than it it did back then because we did I think three or four shows in a row that were from that era. So um, I think we just got to find ways to keep things fresh and be and because there are songs even today that we're listening to it uh that we'll hear like save you and dissident and i'm saying oh man you know what we haven't covered this in a couple weeks so it's it's starting to come back around but there are always going to be those songs that are very commonplace and sad i think we said this about state of love and trust where it's like every two or three shows we're covering it and you still you know although you love the song uh you have nothing um critical to say about it but also nothing overly uh, gushing to say about it because it's very much the song is the song and it's going to stay what it is. Uh, but you know, for something like for something like that, you, you just kind of run out of things that I, I I'm trying to figure out a way not to run out of things to say. I think what really helps too is having great guests on uh, the hundred percent the experience firsthand is is what gives us some good topics and. Um... Uh, stories about the shows that they were at uh, pre and post show, you know, what, how they got there, how they got the tickets, who they met. Those are all fun to do. So that's why we like to do those more often than not. Yeah. I, every guest show, I come out of it saying, wow, that was another awesome guest show that like, you know, everybody, you know, everybody's raising the bar uh, for every guest. So, you know, uh, when, when Bradley came on, Bradley set the bar at a certain level. And then the next week, Aurelian came on, he set the bar and then Patrick set the bar, and then Steve set the bar. So everybody is topping one another just because, and it's not like one is necessarily a better show than another, but we're just learning more stuff by talking to them. So it's, it's just the a- appetite to learn. I think that that's something that, hasn't gone away so far my appetite to learn this stuff is at an all-time high because even with this show that we'll get into in a minute or two uh there was something big about this show that i had no idea that even happened before even doing the research for it well that's fun can't wait to get to that yeah so uh, you know it's it's cool stuff because once you get the fans involved um you know even people that were there during that time period uh they'll bring they'll bring stuff up we always go back to grand rapids and how that one just blew our minds uh you know the fans uh changing the 10 club seats 
uh, so the fans that usually don't get in the front rows get in the front rows. Like that's a story that you can't get from just listening to a bootleg. Uh, you know, you get from people writing in and giving you a little firsthand experience. So you know that um, we've had a lot of really great help with that even if people aren't necessarily giving us these substantial stories that are you know like with chapter one my my ride to the arena like okay we we understand if you're not going to give us that but um as long as there's some background on it yeah even if you tell even if you tell us some highlights a highlight what song really stood out to you did they did they play your favorite song why is it your favorite song and how did it sound that night? You know, stuff like that, because it's it's personal and it it ties into what we're doing. Try to repaint that picture, because we we can't repaint the picture without your representation of repainting the picture. So a comment like "great show" probably doesn't help as much <laughs> if you get my drift. You know what so. I think also happens now with with doing this is every week you get a new idea of what you think you might like so you say i really like this here i really like this there and then they do something at a live show and you're like oh that's i i would like to see it that way i i have new ideas almost every week of how i would like to see a set play out and then all of a sudden you have a hundred different scenarios that you would kill to see at a live show and you're probably not even going to get one of them so it keeps you wanting more and it keeps you wanting to go see them more in hopes that they're going to do this new thing that you listen to or, or imagined yourself. And, uh, it keeps it exciting that way going to the live show. So this, this gets me excited to see them live again, because now it's like, what, what could happen? Uh, are we going to see this thing that I really enjoyed in episode 14? Or is this going to give us this really wild story for episode 56 you know that's (laughs) (laughs) i you know i think that um i was so happy when you said uh on that one show that smile you wish that smile would be a closer and knowing that that episode from last week was you know primed and ready to go in our future i was i was so happy that uh something an idea that was just sort of developed out of kind of just thinking about it more what actually took place so maybe that those are some things that we have to just think about and then research and see if they actually have happened before or you know what hope, i'm saying yeah or hope that it happens when we actually can get to go and see them play which that's would, true which too would be like the ultimate level of achievement i think <laughs> <laughs> well that that I, I i think if there would be any proof that that somebody affiliated with the band would be listening to the show and and sort of generating some different ideas maybe that would be the proof but i i don't know i wouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves with that yeah uh, yeah wishful thinking know. i will say though that i think this has changed the concert experience for me for damn sure yeah yeah, I hope not for the for the bad though. I hope we're not going into shows saying, "Oh no, no, this is this is poor. This is not good." <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to well, be turned into a totally cynical asshole or anything like that. I will. I, I will say every time I go to the first show on a tour, the first show, no matter if the show is the best show of the tour or you know like night night one was not a better show than night two night two uh for fenway uh but night one was way way more emotional for me because 
it was I think the waiting drove drove me mad. Uh you know, it's that long delay from the last time I saw them in 2016 to 2018 and all you're right. doing the whole entire summer is uh, calculating scores for your, your fantasy teams and uh, and you're just waiting to actually be in the stands to see everything that you're kind of calculating. So um, the anticipation factor always invokes the emotion, but then it's, you know, I'll kind of go back to 2016. I went to four shows that year, two, two stadium shows and two arena shows, and even though that first MSG show wasn't one of my favorite shows of all time, that one brought out a ton of emotion for me from the beginning. And and through like the first six or seven songs, I couldn't help myself because I was so excited that it didn't really matter what they played. And and it sort of becomes this thing where after afterwards, you can sort of put it in perspective a little better. Um, So I'm hoping that I can keep some of that. The emotion part is very, is very important. Definitely. So, um, but uh, yeah, they need something more than Innings Fest. Eddie's, uh, Eddie's going to be doing Innings Fest solo. If you're listening to this on Friday, uh, he's going to be doing it solo Saturday. I believe he's headlining it. So yeah, is that um, is Incubus doing the next night or the first night? Incub- yeah, Incubus is doing uh, he's doing Friday. Yeah, or okay. I don't know if it's Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, or Saturday Sunday. Sunday I have no, right. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, one of those dates, uh, I'm seeing Mumford and Sons this weekend. So, Oh, you know what? I was going to ask you if that had passed already. I feel like we were talking about that such a long time ago. I wasn't sure if that had come up yet. Yeah, that's uh, that's on Saturday. So I'll uh, hopefully be getting in touch with uh, Patrick uh, and, uh, and meeting up and... and uh, you know, doing a little live on four legs, uh, meetup. Yeah. Do a little, a uh, little live stream there. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. No, I've, I've talked to Patrick about it. I think, I think we'll, uh, we'll definitely get together at the show and we'll, uh, we'll either do a little video or we'll take a photo or something like that. And we'll post it to the page and be like, Hey, you know, look who I found at a pride, uh, found, found a Mumford and Son fan at a Pearl Jam <laughs> show or, you know, I don't know. Fuck me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Innings Fest, uh, um, if you're going to Innings Fest, send us your story, uh, let us know how it was, uh, let us know how the set was and how the crowd was, and, you know, since it's, it's relevant and it's all we have for right now, uh, we want to take advantage of it and cover it for next week and sort of give, uh, sort of a synopsis and, you know, we'll post the set list and we'll post some clips from it, uh, but, yeah, if you're going to Innings Fest, uh, give us a drop us a line this weekend at uh, Live on Four Legs Podcast at Gmail and let us know what you thought of it. We could treat it as kind of a uh, treat it as like a Eddie preset to our next show. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my and, uh, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> as long we as he a, doesn't do porch, it's fine. He'll do porch at this show. Yeah, he he'll always de- he'll porch. definitely do porch for sure. So he'll open with it. Um, more live on four legs news for you guys, uh, for all you Patreon subscribers. Uh, we are definitely putting out an episode this week. Uh, we don't know. We don't have an official date. I would say 
probably keep your eyes and ears open uh, for early next week, Monday through Wednesday, I would say, one of those days. But if you haven't uh, joined in on our Patreon yet, we're going to have more exclusive episodes. This one coming up next week is going to be VH1 Storytellers, so if that's something that you're interested in listening to, hop onto our Patreon account, just search Live on Four Legs on Patreon, become one of our patron donors, and you'll get that as well as we'll find a chance to send you a shirt. We will send you a bootleg of one of the shows that we've covered in the past. And uh, most most, most of all, uh, you get a chance to come on the show and talk about one of your favorite shows that you've ever attended. And I think that's the best part about it because uh, that's where we benefit from it. And everyone that does it seems to have a great time with us because we're we – are- good time boys and mm-hmm. <laughs> um and we have a fun time with everyone that comes on uh and, and we love having them back can't beat it right uh, i like it I, I like talking to, to to other people and getting their stories i think it's my favorite part about this whole entire shebang here um, it, it just shows that people are paying attention and that they're engaged and they want to come on and talk talk to us about their experience and that is that is what we're all about and that's what we want it shows the dedication with the fans for sure and, yeah, um, yeah there's usually know, I, no lack of that but this this definitely takes it to another level absolutely absolutely yeah i'm i'm, I'm very excited for to get new people on and uh and to have old friends on as well we're gonna i think mm-hmm. the next couple of weeks we're definitely gonna have a mix of of everything so uh very excited um anyway reiterate uh hop on to patreon if you want to donate i think the minimum i think is five dollars a month uh uh but we're gonna have so much content on it that it's gonna be worth uh whatever you pay and honestly like that's all we're looking for we're just looking for a little bit so once the tours come around and we're able to to go and follow the band uh it'll give us some uh uh some funds to put together some events hopefully and uh you know get get some meetups going so that's really uh that's really what we're hoping to do and and every little bit counts and like like we said i think you can't find a better deal with this uh we're giving you so much back uh just for you giving us just a little so yeah yeah that's that's about it uh all right let's hop into humble now uh so this is the last show of the 2003 U.S. tour leg, and uh, and you know what? What I didn't know going into this was this show was never supposed to happen. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's interesting. It was never supposed to happen. So this was was it a rescheduled? It wasn't a rescheduled. So what this was from the way that I was able to gather, so people that either couldn't get into MSG, both MSG shows, they put this show together so because this uh, they had lawn seats on this one, so lawn seats you can sell however many and, and you can keep going, you can keep selling. Uh, and like the capacity to get people in those places, they're very high. Uh, so um, what I think happened was people got the option to either get swap out their msg tickets or if they didn't get msg tickets through the 10 club they were able to get first first pick at getting humble 
So okay. cool, cool little gesture by them. And I think this is a good time in the band's history where they are giving a lot, giving as much back as they're getting from the fans. So it's just, it's very, uh, it's cool to see it. So you've seen the poster for this, for this show. Yeah, I have. So that poster, you know how it's like white background and there's just a bunch of like random images. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a collage almost, right? Yeah. It says, so I think it, say? it says, uh, goodbye or something on it, I guess. Cause it was yep. the end of the U S U S. Yeah. And it says, thank you, Buzzcock, Slater, Kinney, right. and Ben Harper, or, uh, did somebody else open? I can't remember. Uh, but it's, it's a collage of all the different posters from that tour. Yeah. This one was pretty cool. Yeah. So it's graphics from all different shows from the tour that, and that's why there was no real more, something that was more official, uh, you know, with art of its own, because it was kind of a last second. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool how they, it's all, you know, red and blue and yellow and uh, yeah, it's like they cut out the main image of each poster and put it onto a, a big poster. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, I'm sure. And you know what? That's not one that I usually see people post. So I wonder yeah, if it's rarer. Researching the show going into it, it was the first time I had ever seen it. I had never seen this one. Yeah, you know, I actually, I have the Ames Brothers book. And it was one of those things. I got it for a birthday like three years ago. Yeah. And it's one of those things. It's, a you know, a bookshelf or a coffee table book where you look through it the first time. You're like, oh, man, this stuff is so cool. Then you put it on the shelf and you don't look at it again for a long time. And I decided, I'm like, you know what? I, I really just kind of want to skim through and just see kind of the history it only goes back to about like 2006 or so but there's a lot of really cool awesome stuff in there if you don't have the book i'm sure you can get it for a decent price nowadays Mm -hmm. so this show pnc bank art center humble new jersey uh the sound check was pretty interesting if you're if you're listening to the soundtrack uh and you're in the parking lot and you're hearing what's going on uh outdoor venue here uh they sound check with hung- hunger strike. They sound check with wash. All those yesterdays, people have the power. And Ed Solo on black, red, yellow. That's a pretty mean sound check right there. It's uh, <laughs> eclectic for sure. <laughs> but like when you when you think about it, all those songs are not very common. Especially people have the power is not a very common cover. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, and hunger strike at the time, we'll get into that a little more later, but they really didn't do it a lot at the time back then. Uh, they still don't really do it now. Uh, wash had a hundred show delay. All those yesterdays wasn't even played at the show. Neither was black, red, yellow. So like just listening to that alone could get you really hyped up for this show. Yeah. It's a, it's a good sound check to, to, to get because, you know they they do two out of the songs uh, of the ones that they sound checked. Yeah, you get some really interesting uh, choices uh, in there for a sound check, and it's it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you sound unconvinced. It, uh, no, I'm I'm convinced. It's just it's like I said, it's a real mixed bag of of songs for for a sound check. A little bit, yeah, but um. It's good to practice, yeah. you know. I'm talking about practice, right? Yeah. 
that was a thing back then. <laughs> um, so we start off with the preset. There is a preset on this one, and uh, this is a pretty uh, popular preset song um, because it was on the Live at the Garden DVD. So if you go to the, like the bonus features on disc two, the Live at the Garden DVD, you're able to find uh, a couple of just random performances and Ed Solo stuff. So this version of Dead Man that comes before the show, and you'll and I, I remember watching this because at the time when I was checking out the last time I watched the Garden DVD, uh, I'd never seen a version of De- or heard a version of Dead Man live. So I wanted to specifically watch it. And Ed is wearing some Dick Tracy-esque hat and <laughs> jacket. And I'm like, oh, boy. Sherlock Holmes or something, right? Yeah, it was very <laughs> 1940s-ish. Uh, but, Man, you know. Copper scene. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, uh, but so that's that's how they kind of start it. They, you know, he starts off with, in a preset with Dead Man. Then I'm, I'm pretty sure... It went from that into Slater Kenny and then goes into the big show. So uh, not sure if all of you know this, uh, but this show is famous for the first set being chronologically ordered by album. So they're going to open up with Wash and then they're going to do two from 10. They're going to do two from Verses. They're going to do two from Vitalogy. Add in a little Merkin ball, no code, yield, binaural, riot act, and that's basically your first set, first set right there. So it's pretty, it's a pretty cool uh, little experiment that they put together. It's kind of like doing a, a full album show, but uh, you know, a little change up there. I think it's a fantastic experiment, especially for a, a last minute for the fan type show. Uh, to close it out in America, I, I think it's a a really cool idea. And but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about if it's uh, if it's done well. I guess is the point of the show. So we'll we'll have to get into that. Yeah, it's it's extremely difficult because when you think about it, you pigeonhole yourself to certain aspects of songs. So you know when you have ten in the beginning. And obviously we're going to get into this way more. You need songs that are very strong openers. But when you have no code in the middle, you need songs that are more cool down-ish or, you know, or build back up kind of songs. And then when you get to an album like Binaural, where you're at the point where you kind of want to get the crowd more invigorated, Binaural doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of those songs that belong in that spot. So it's it's interesting it's definitely a challenge um and we'll kind of talk about whether they met the challenge or they failed to meet the challenge and we'll kind of get into all that so uh the show kicks off like we mentioned with a song they soundchecked with 104 shows it was absent for and what a lot of people seem to remember is that ed came on stage with a little pizza box or game board box whatever kind of box it was that had the lyrics to this on on there and uh somebody that commented on one of our uh our notes on one of the pages said that their friend actually retrieved the box and has it uh framed in his house cool so yeah and that was the person that said game board box even though everybody else seems to say pizza board so well i'd assume the guy that has it would 
probably be the one that I'd listen to. He technically doesn't have it. He was with a friend that does have it. See, that's well, that's. Yeah, but if he has seen it, then I, I I would take his word. Right. I I wish there there was video evidence on this, but there's not. <laughs> or uh, some kind of like uh, old piece of cheese stuck to it, or something. That would, that would give it away right away. I mean, oh, imagine the evidence. Imagine if you you kept that on there, <laughs> man. Uh, so yeah, uh, this opens up with Wash, and since this was a rare occurrence at the time, uh, we're going to give it its due, and we're going to give it a little play here. box or, or or game box work there because it seemed like he he nailed all the lyrics even without uh playing the song for a couple of years uh this is good good performance of the song and uh i think a lot of people really look to wash whenever they do open with wash it's it's a good um it's a good sign of things to come because you're automatically saying whoa this is something either i haven't heard this before or it's so rare that i hear this that it's it's crazy it's kind of a crazy way to start instead of here you know an open with release or uh, a long road which is a little more common i feel like wash uh has more of a special place to people when it gets opened with yeah and and wash is a good a good example of a song that can be used as a slow open but it it can be very engaging at the same time this one wasn't but i could give it a pass because it it had such a, a long layoff and for having such a long layoff i that's why i can give it a pass because they, it was still performed very well um but it sounded like they were purposely holding back and i was i was left wanting more from from the performance and and maybe they just didn't want to let it get away from them because it hadn't been played since soundcheck but before that a hundred and whatever shows it was so i i understand but it, it we've i think we've heard we've heard more um passionate passionate energetic, energetic versions. yeah versions of, of the song oh I'll, I'll definitely agree with you on that um you know i think the the high part of the song is definitely where at the end where he kind of crescendos and he gets a lot more emotional And here. Uh, it's a little bit of a running trend. Ed 
Ed's voice was a little soft. It's not like it was bad well, I'm in, gonna be, in I'm my gonna be, eyes. I'm going to be getting you're gonna to be that. More, you're going to be more critical about it than <laughs> I was because he's at least hitting his notes. It, it's just soft. It, it doesn't... It lacks a little kinetic energy. He just needs to move a little bit. That that uh but it's not it's not poor. He's not missing his notes or anything like that. It's just a little it's a little it's a little dull. I thought the band sounded really good, especially there's certain songs the band sounds fantastic on. Uh but and there and there are certain songs that Ed Ed picks it up for too, but this was a definitely and I wonder cuz man you have to think that this was just such a long tour uh, with so many just impactful shows. Uh, the Mansfield, this is a couple days after Mansfield. It's a couple days after MSG. Camden were big shows. Um, I think way before this was State College, so that probably doesn't factor into this as much. But, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. So this could be really, this is the tail end, and they're just trying to get get by and, and getting into mexico which is the next tour well that's that would be fair to say if this was a scheduled show and they have fatigue if they were fatigued they didn't have to do it no but i don't think it was something that they planned that week i think it was more like a couple months at a time mm. as far as i can tell I'm, I'm i'm really not sure it wasn't it wasn't like they played the msg shows and said Hey guys, uh, we got a free date. Let's uh, let's do Jersey. I think they, I think they know what they could do, and they know their limits at this point, though. So I, I, I could, right. I, could they, I could agree to to having tour fatigue to a point, but, um, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to use that as an excuse all the time because yeah, it's not a time, great it, excuse. It, it is their job, and it it is what they do, and they should know their limits by now. But it, like you said, there's there's it's not like they're completely off. It's we'll, we'll get to it. Um, all right. So that it's cool. You kind of get a B side off of 10 there with wash. And then you go into the 10 tracks and uh, it's once an even flow. And we're kind of, kind of a little bit, uh, you know, just kind of put them together just because it's a little section uh, but we'll separate the songs. We just want to mention them that the 10 section is once an even flow and then we'll kind of talk about each individual song. So once really kicks it off and um, and when I'm thinking about it, there aren't a lot of great open, you know, opener show songs off of 10. Uh, once is one, why go is another, even flow, you know, if you're coming off of the album in in 92 even flow would be one but you know you can't have a second song of a show be black even though we've seen pretty close to that uh you can't have a second show song and show be porch or or garden so they were kind of limited with what they can do here off of 10 yeah and of course i'm sure they were saying we got to get even flow in here regardless so I mean, I would I wouldn't change this. I'm okay that it goes in order of the album as well, which which flows well, because obviously right. that was they they had that point in mind when they put together the the track listing on the album. I just thought that this once was like wash. I, I thought they were still holding back. It felt quiet. 
I have written that it started off a little timid, but once the bridge kicked in, uh, it ended pretty powerfully. Um, and maybe a little less with Eddie and a little more with Mike and the rest of the band. I mm-hmm. think that uh, Mike and Stone really put a jolt into the band in, at points in this show. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Ed's trying to to you know just get in get past the show and get into Mexico, but it's not. It's not as heavy. It's not as, uh, you know, once would usually have a lot of passion to it towards the end and have a lot of, you know, singing that becomes screaming, but it just kind of sounded, it was just kind of there. It was kind of even. Well, that's what I wrote about even flow. I, 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 I love it in the number three spot. I thought this sounded really good. Uh, and it's, it's a bit of a surprise, uh, because I guess you don't know what they're going for yet, so this would come right. off as a shock, as 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 would the whole rest of the show, and then you understand what they're doing. But it's still surprising, uh, and the band sounds really great on this too. Uh, but I wrote, Eddie is again just kind of there. Yeah, um, the band. The band I thought the band out, was really tight. The band is the flow. band is a hundred percent outperforming him on even flow. Yeah, and look, I think there are sections of this song that I think this is one of the better Evenflow solos that I've ever heard. And I actually, you know, once we're kind of through talking about it, I do want to play a little bit of it. It was Um, good. It was really good. It was really good. It goes on for a long time. Um, But, you know, I think if you're there and you're thinking like Evenflow number three, you're kind of like, okay, Maybe something a little different's happening tonight, but for us, we've covered even flow in a lot of different spots lately, so it doesn't seem that crazy anymore. And once right. you're covering through throughout all different eras, they've done so much with the song that you know it kind of says for nowadays, like okay, maybe you can go back to doing even flow three or four and have it work mm-hmm. instead of just keeping it you know, very stagnant at the number 10 spot. There are absolutely moments where it will work. Yeah. So I I also wonder if people were thinking at this time that once an even flow means that they would do the whole 10 album. I don't think maybe it wouldn't have kicked in if, if alive would have been the next song, it would have kicked in and they would have been like, Oh, I see what they're doing. But um, yeah, maybe not the first two. A lot of people that I talked to said that they had no idea that it even happened until they read stories about it after the show. Yeah, it's it's uh, sneaky. Uh, it's sneaky. I feel like it could be tough to keep track while you're there and you're just trying to enjoy the show because uh, there are going to be points of the set that you remember, like you would remember even even flow being so early, but then you're saying to yourself. Oh, what was number, you know, four and six and not whatever it is. I can I can understand maybe losing track as you're there. Yeah, it's not it's not a normal thing. They never announced it during the show. They never said, "Hey guys, uh, didn't know if you knew, but uh, this is our Vitalogy segment." They never yeah, did. No, they they never would either. I don't think they would ever do that. No, they're they're too clever. They're for too that. clever. That's what I was. It's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, since this is one of the more the the better even flows that I've heard in a while, least bridge wise and solo wise, I do want to hear some of it. Uh, so let's let's get into it and just real passionate stuff on my character.
so going back to what would you change? You wouldn't change these two songs at all. No, no, I'm good with this. Okay, I like this. I'm I'm good with it too. The only thing that maybe I'd consider doing is uh, uh, maybe instead of once I would have gone with Why Go just because once was a little timid. Uh, and Why Go, it's very tough to to get a timid Why Go, but also. Think about 2003, they were not doing Why Go very often, so that would come off as a nice little surprise to people, but the band might not also be at that at high capacity with it. So Yeah, I feel like Why Go being that early is a, would be a little awkward for me. I, I think it's, it's in the same realm, though, as once. You could get the same effect from each song. Uh, yeah. It's just a personal thing with lyrics and... You know that all that stuff it just fits later on for me but you you could you could accomplish the same thing with with why go for sure yeah i you know why why go is not uncommon to hear in the first two or three songs uh so instead of why go instead of asking the question you are actually doing the action in the next song to start the verses section <laughs> ha 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 uh yeah so this kicks off with uh it goes from go to dissident, and um, I didn't realize how much I would love even flow into go transition. I thought it was magnificent, um, and I would love to hear them do it when even flow is mid set, and then go from even flow to go. How crazy would that be? Because you would think after even flow there would have to be a little bit of a uh, a come down a little bit, you know. A, and immortality given fly something like that but to keep the party going with go after even flow and mid set ooh i would love that but yes uh here though i thought this was a really awkward spot for go but i don't want to complain because at the end of it all you want it in the set regardless of of how it's flowing you just you just want to get it in there so i, I thought it was a little awkward but if, if this was if this was now and even flow is where they typically put it, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Dissident, though, I mean, I I love the song, but if I had to pick for like a set, I would I would replace it. Again, this is this is if it's in a different spot with maybe blood or rearview mirror, but you can't do those songs in this spot. They they would stick out like a sore thumb more than Go does to me in this spot. And then you're you're kind of totally out of whack two songs in a row. Well, it's it's not uncommon to hear dissident in the five spot. I just think that no, I'm, no, I'm, the I'm, way... I'm talking about what would I replace dissident with if I'm picking another song off of the album. And I had a difficult time thinking about it too. The only things I could really think of that I would that I would rather hear over dissident would be blood and rearview mirror. But my point is, you can't it's too do, early. You can't do those songs in this spot. So so they went the right way with with going dissonant so i would definitely leave leave it how it is this way you don't you don't think that doing go into animal would be too redundant doing the first two albums first two tracks it it doesn't have anything to do with with where they're placed on the album with me for that i think animal is a little bit too similar to go to once even flow even a little bit you need a break up there dissonant is a good way to to break up uh, the that tone uh, of of the opener here, so would you have done even flow an animal? Um, no, I wouldn't have. 
Okay. I wouldn't have. Because right, I, I want to keep going there and then go after Animal. You're still not getting a breakup, you know? Because I, right. I would take Go over Dissident. If you wanted to do Animal Dissident, if that's what we got, that would be okay. Dissident has to be there, but then I would well, say... Well, that's what I'm I, saying. I would say even flow into Animal and then, and then, Dissident. And then do Dissident. Yeah, yeah uh, that, that would be better, but I would still say... Then I would say I want to change this to Go instead of Animal. So, yeah, I, I like this how it is. The one thing I will say with the performance of Go, it's not the best version. It's a it's, little sloppy. It is super draggy. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I think it was Matt. You think so? Yeah. You know, I, I comment a lot of how on how I like Ed to be crisp on a lot of songs, but Go is one I really like him to be raspy on. I really like him to have a little bit yeah, of an edge. Yeah. He didn't have it on this one. No, and I don't like it when it's rushed and a, and a big, huge mess because... Even Mike will sometimes sound like shit if they're rushing go. But at the same time, this is missing some kind of live presence because it's a little, it's dragging a little bit. And it sounds like Eddie's like warming up. You know, this sounds like sound check to me. It's, it's, yeah, I can, I can see that vibe. I wonder, I wonder how stoned he got before the show because honestly, <laughs> and then he ate the full pizza and then he wrote, <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's stoned. And he's full <laughs> and tired. <laughs> or while he was stoned, he was playing Monopoly, and he was like, like oh, shit, I got to write my lyrics down. I got to write out the lyrics, and I don't have six more hours to finish this game. <laughs> and then he looks around and realizes he's so stoned that he, he didn't even realize he was playing Monopoly all by himself. What what Monopoly piece do you think uh, Ed would be? Would he be the, the, oh. the Scottish Terrier? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that'd be, that would be a funny little little experiment we take all the monopoly pieces and we we try to guess which band member would take what (laughs) ed would be the shoe because the shoe is is one of the shoes from uh when he asked the crowd for all the shoes so maybe that that he would be the shoe oh yeah i'll take that stone would be the thimble because i can (laughs) see him wearing a thimble on his head on his head it looks like some of his hats yeah (laughs) matt would be the race car yeah because he's yeah, he freaking yeah. Lamborghini. Um, Running out of gas a little bit though on go here. Oh, uh, Mike would probably be the top hat because he sometimes wears a top hat. <laughs> Does that make sense? That makes sense. And that is the extent of all the pieces that I know. I can't remember I, any other. I can't remember any other. Sorry, Jeff. I can't remember. So maybe Boom would be the terrier. That makes sense because he's he's kind of shaggy. And Jeff could be the yeah the hurt the hurdy dirt okay um, lest we forgot to mention that uh, in between the two songs from verses Ed toasts the crowd mentions that this is the last show in the U.S. tour and the only place in America where a UFO landed and decided to stay. I don't know what that's a reference to, Me and yeah. it didn't sound like the crowd did either. So. Uh, don't know um as for dissident um i think mike sounded really good in the beginning i think it sounded like a little different a little catchier uh and i think a lot of people that were at the msg shows were i guess a little disappointed that they got a couple of the same songs uh that they did at msg like dissident um and in my tree i believe was another one uh i guess people just thought you know it was kind of disappointing to hear repeats, but honestly, that's 
not really our concern right no, now. No. Um, Ed's voice isn't full strength at Dissonant. Dissonant is one of those where you can obviously tell whether he's got it or he doesn't. And yeah, you know what? I, I actually this one I didn't mind it. It's he's still a little soft on it, but uh, I thought it was a great spot. It sweeps in and breaks up some of that awkward tension that we were talking about uh, with with these song pairings and. It's placed, you know, it's the the placement's perfect for this song, but I thought the band sounded good, and I think I was listening more to the band on the song than I was to Eddie on this one. So I don't really have a comment for that, but I did like this uh, performance and and the spot. And also, I just thought maybe Jeff could be could be the wheelbarrow because everyone knows the bass player carries the band. In what band? Okay, then he could be the iron because his bass playing is just so smooth. Did you just Google with the rest of the pieces? No. <laughs> um, my one last little thought on Dissident is that it just Ed sometimes at the end of the song, you know, he does the escape is never the safest plan. Yeah. Um, but this one, he totally gave up at the end he didn't even give us a last dis- a dissident is here he was just like ah we're on to vitology now and it's going to be corduroy and nothing man which is pretty basic for this spot um it's you got one one song that's a uh, a perennial early set kind of song and then you have a cooldown going into it so it does make a lot of sense but there are a lot of there are a lot of rockers on Vitalogy, and it could have been a good time to put one of those rockers in. Like, I don't know if a spin to black circle would have been good after Dissonant. I don't know if Last Exit would have been good after Dissonant, but man, it feels it feels like they weren't the at least from Nothing Man perspective and what we'll get into after Nothing Man, maybe not the best choice. Yeah, yeah. Spin the black probably would have been cool. Last exit, I think, would have been would have been a good choice as well. I I actually think this is a great combo because I think it works the best in this part of the set. Would I choose corduroy right off the bat if I had to choose any song out? You know, if I had to choose two songs out of the whole album and I could only pick the the two songs for this part of the set, you know, would I pick corduroy? I might not because I've heard it a bunch of times. Maybe I would go with something a little bit more exciting or a little bit more. How about a tremor Christ after dissonant? Exactly. Like that, that would be a little bit more interesting. I think, I think this was played a little safe. That's a really good way to define it. That that's, I think you stole the words. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I really do think it is a great combo corduroy and nothing man, but is corduroy the best song to come out of dissident? Maybe, but maybe not. <clears throat> I, I don't, I, I wasn't really feeling 100% on that transition, but at the same time, Nothing Man works really well after Corduroy, so I, I have to make that compromise there, and that's why I think it's better as a combo instead of thinking it as, did Corduroy work well out of dissonance? So a lot of the times during this, I'm not going to be going too far backwards. Like Now I could say, is Corduroy Nothing Man the best to do now when Alive... I'm, I'm sorry, when Even Flow was like the... However, number song. I'm not going to be going that far back and seeing how it works as a full set. I'm only going to be going to what's like right 
before it and right after it, or we're going to go down like major wormholes here and we're never going to finish the episode because we could dissect this forever. Yeah. Another problem, though, we're in Corduroy here, and I am 100% convinced that Eddie is actually asleep. <laughs> and, and at this point, it felt like the, the band wasn't far behind him. There's no urgency here. and See, uh, I, thought, I thought the band was super tight. I, they're tight. I thought, they're, and they're... I, I thought Ed's quality of voice seemed like he was making proper adjustments to make the song sound good to what he was maybe, able, maybe, what his limits were that night. I felt like even though the band was tight, I felt like there was this like velvet wash over them and everything was smoothed out and I wasn't getting this live vibe. And it's funny because then the band will break out of it and then they'll go back into this nap time again. It's, uh, it's so weird. And I wish I could have seen a video of this because I, I have no visual to compare it to. And I'm just getting this like standing around vibe from some of these songs. It's, it's funny because which worked you know, well the, for nothing man, because nothing man sounded pretty beautiful. That's but exactly it, <laughs> what I was going to say. Ed's, the way that Ed's voice was constructed that night, he was meant to sing Nothing Man at the show, so I <laughs> yes. get that choice. Yes, but you know, I thought I thought the band sounded really good. I, I thought that Ed was average on at least Corduroy, and I think he was really good on Nothing Man because I, I don't think that he had much expectations for it. Mm. He, you know, there's only one part where he goes really high, and honestly. I don't think those are really that hard of notes to hit for him. They at least don't seem like it because out of all of the high songs that we as fans get to sing, I don't really get a strain from Nothing Man. Do you agree? Disagree? That's, 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 I think that's in most normal people's register, I would say, when you're singing right. along in a show. Yeah. I just think that, I don't know, uh, I guess it was just the choices you kind of get into the zone of being kind of sucked into to doing a certain doing it a certain way and fitting uh, a certain regimen especially when you pick the songs uh above and below um you know after nothing man they obviously have to go you know there's only one option to do mm-hmm. if they're going to do a market ball song so you know i just feel like it lacked a little bit of of some unpredictability, even though the whole thing is unpredictable. That's fair. They could have a tremor Christ into Nothing Man would have been okay, or yes, you know, even I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They could have done bugs. What? Who knows? Uh, like immortal <laughs> uh, and immortality would have been cool too. I think immortality would have been another one that would have sounded yeah uh good on Ed, ed's voice but mm-hmm. it just i don't know it was it was uh it was basic as i suppose so um in between songs uh in between nothing man and i got shit uh something is going on in between and this is where i really wish that we had some video because you just don't know what's going on in the boot but stone says it's like he's holding something up and he says it's for kids did he did you hear notice I, that? I, I need a video. I, I'm like, <laughs> right? Was he holding a condom or what's, something? What's go? Get, what's going on? We need people. What's going on, guys? 
I could see it being like somebody in the crowd because back back in I remember all the shows that I used to go to in 2003, uh, at least the Irving Plaza shows. There would be a table and it would be full of condoms and people would be so all like, the time. All yeah, the time. and yep, they would be all like, "Hey, just give out free condoms, for protective sex." Exactly, especially in New York City. You know that area was so hot with with these organizations going around with tables right. to these venues and it was free giveaways, you know, Planned Parenthood, all that stuff. And yeah, I remember we would go to shows all the time and that was, they were guaranteed to be there at any show you went to. Oh, and you know what I did every single time? I took the for her pleasure one. And if there was, if there was a girl at the table, I go for her pleasure. And they'd look at me and go, Oh God. <sighs> Boy. Yeah. I was, I was a little shithead. <laughs> And I probably never used it, so <laughs> shame. Joke's on me. We're letting, uh, we're, we're letting things all out into the open today here, Randy. Pro- yeah, <laughs> a little bit, but you know what? It's all right. It's Wednesday. So. Episode 25, welcome to the mind of Randy. When are you going to share? When are you going to share your condom stories? Um, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm comfortable un- until at least episode 30. All right, all right. We got five episodes. We'll hold you to that. Okay. We'll even do an intro about it. <laughs> we'll talk about the con- but Excellent. I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm seeing here is that you, when you, you went to those shows and they gave out the free condoms, what are you going to do with them? Obviously, you're not going to use them at the show unless you're a freaking pig. So uh, people open them up, they blow them up like balloons, and they fucking swat them while the show's going on. So if I were to guess. Somebody swatted a condom balloon at Stone, and Stone picked it up, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's, it's a kid's balloon. That's my guess. Maybe someone drew a happy face on it. They- <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did that at Roseland or something. Uh, had to. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I just thought of a good condom story. You did? I did. Are we, I did. Are we waiting till episode 30? No, no, I'll do it now. Okay. I'd gone to, I think it was either Nokia Theater, when it was Nokia. What is it now? Like yeah. uh, Best Buy or something? Or oh, Play, PlayStation, no might be PlayStation now. I think it was that one. Uh, I don't remember the show, but I went with a good friend of ours, Mr. Christopher Crawford. And yeah. um, we actually ran into some of uh, my cousins there. It was my it was my cousin and her two kids who were young at the time. Now they're adults and taller than me, and it's very strange. What show was this? I don't remember. Wh- I don't remember what show it was. I cannot remember who we went to go see. Could have been Five for Fighting because we're big dorks. <laughs> yes, yes, I am a Five for Fighting fan. Bunch of good Canadians. You gotta love them. Yeah, got- hockey. <laughs> I ran into my cousin later on that night, and I'm like, oh, where are the kids? And she's like, oh, uh, Dan's running around. He, uh, he found the condom table, and he's blowing them all up into balloons. And oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, we've all been there. We've all been uh, there. So uh, he was like maybe 10 years old at the time, and it was the funniest thing I could have ever heard. So Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> oh. oh, the memories. Um, all right, so... Continuing on, whether there was a condom balloon on stage or not, uh, Ed says that a few years ago in Seattle, Neil Young came up to record some songs, and we're going to play one that's depressing, but I'm so happy right now. Then he says that there's a clear channel sign in front of him, so now he's depressed. I forgot what clear channel was, but I know it wasn't good. Do you remember what clear channel was? Was that like a 
a, a like a like an NPR or something. I think it was a conservative one. Yeah. Uh yeah, you might be right because I remember back in in those days, you know, um, post nine eleven, you you heard about Clear Clear Channel all the time. Yeah, right? if my me... memory serving me correctly, Publics subsidiary of iHeartMedia, one of the world's largest outdoor advertising corporations. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to guess that they probably have very conservative leanings, and that's why I didn't like them. Possibly. Uh, I don't want to read more into it, because, (laughs) you know, we we got a show to cover, but... um, uh, All right, so I got shit, and it's the chronology staying intact... Merkin Ball came out late 95 before No Code did. Um, it sounds fine here, and it's a pretty typical spot for it, but it's not a version that really grabbed me by the throat. Uh, and for a song that used to be very, very, very high on my list of ones to hear and very excited to hear it, as far as covering it on a podcast, I've not heard a version of it yet that I've got. I've been really gung-ho about and excited about. Uh, it's not Long Road, so good. Let's, I'm fine with it. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I like this a lot. I thought it was a, a pretty straightforward performance, which at this point, it's it, I feel like that's that's just what we're going to get for most of them. I've heard passionate versions of them, though, yeah, though yeah. before, and no, no, live, too. Right, right. But I think this was straightforward, and I think, I think that's kind of a running trend for me for this show. Uh, I thought Matt had a really nice tight groove on the chorus of this song, so I took that for what it was and i'm gonna say i enjoy it okay that's fair uh all right no code section here oh Uh, god this i was dreading this part of the show yeah it's not my favorite either dreading Um, this part this should should have been my favorite part of the show i think it's the way everything was constructed from no code to yield it was just it's not because of that Okay, why why was it then? It's because this in my tree is is the worst song I have ever heard. So wait, so is it because you don't like the way? Because this is the same way they do it on the Live at the Garden DVD. Yeah, the Live at the Garden DVD though it sounded good. Okay, this sounded like absolute shit. They they change the the rhythm of the bridge and the and the post chorus. This was this was horrible. This is the worst performed song I've ever heard, and it's one of my favorite songs by them. And this should have been my favorite po- part of the show. Well, I'm glad that you say it's not the way that the song was played and constructed because I ac- I actually love that version. I think it's such a unique version that they do. The you know I don't I, I don't like that way, but when you compare it to Live at the Garden, it it's with the crowd and and the way it it does sound good. It's not the way I like it, but. At least at the garden, it 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 sounds amazing. This is an absolute train wreck from the start, and I'm personally offended. And I'm getting a, I'm getting a little I'm getting a little little amped up here, Randy. Well, will a kill, killer organ solo from Boom help you out? Because I thought that that was a really really good good feature of the song. I thought it. I didn't think it fit. I didn't think it fit at all. I thought it was uh, weird. I liked it. I thought it was weird. And you know what I was saying to myself? I was like, all right, this intro is a little a little shaky for me, but after last week, I will take this to wash that taste out of my mouth. And then the song kept going, and I'm like, give me Eddie singing off-key over this any day of the week. <laughs> this was so bad. I, I don't think we're in the same boat. 
I didn't think it was so bad. I thought it was, I, I, you know, I have good memories of watching the garden DVD and having the, and listening to them play it this way. If, if yeah, you're no, not but, familiar, but they, I feel like they change, they change rhythms of stuff too. In this, they, they go like, they go jammy and it's funny. It's, yeah, it's, it's okay. it sounds like they had been working on it because around, uh, I think it was around like one th- a minute 35 ish. Jeff, goes to the completely wrong part like too early like i feel like they were all a little lost on what was going on was it a condition critical oh big time <laughs> okay we should we should we should flash it in, in post then all right let me let me just find the button here condition critical button condition critical. okay so obviously you love that and uh, let me just let me just cool down for a minute take us into our next song i just need to cool off for a second okay I was gonna. I was gonna originally play it. By the way, oh, I really don't want to. Right. <laughs> don't, we won't. Don't make me edit that, Randy. Please. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll do my own director cut on it. Uh, all right. So Ed takes the mic and said, "Here's another one off of the same record. This is really one of their only hints that they're doing the album procedure." And he says, it's a favorite of mine, maybe because it shares the initials with Pete Townsend. And uh, it's present tense. Um, This is not my favorite present tense. Um, And one of the reasons I think, I think Ed realizes that he is asleep halfway through the song. And if you hear in the second verse before he's going, you know, the you can spend your time alone he he starts off doing it the soft part and then he's like oh no no hold on this is this is where i go high with it and then right kind of changes midway and and does the high part instead which which sounded fine but it sounded like he was just going through the motions kind of yes yes i wrote I wrote present tense. Eddie has now slipped into a coma. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think a lot of the problem was it just these, you know, maybe even since Nothing Man, this section, it just didn't move right. It, it needed it needed some flair. In, like my, in my tree should have been Red Mosquito. A hundred percent. And then they should have done present tense after, the, after Red Mosquito. Yeah, I was trying to think of what else could go in the middle of a set and really like... You're not going to do Luke and yeah, for me, present tense is a happy to have in class, but, but since in my tree was so bad, it, 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 I feel like it threw it off a little bit. So I think red mosquito would have played out a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Red mosquito in the spot. Um, as far as present tense, the only other song that I can think of going, uh, in the middle of the set would be habit. And it's just not one of my favorites. So I, right. I guess I would keep present tense there and it'd be fine. But then you get into the yield stuff and it's just kind of like, uh, it drags present tense after, uh, I don't know. So close to nothing, man. It's, it's a little, it's a little off. I think I, I'm, I'm happy to have present tense, but there's something, there's something not there needed with this to be. A, there needed to be a bounce in their step. And it really doesn't come until a couple songs later. Right. That's why it just, this section of like six songs could have been way better than it was. Um, so now we're on yield. I think I'm going to agree with you on most of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, given a fly is what it is now. Um, I've stopped 
judging it for what I want it to be and sort of accepted it that it's it is what it is and when I when it's played right which sometimes I will say that sometimes it is played magnificently and it's tight it's not always a tight song uh this version was okay this version I was fine with I didn't have much of a problem with it um I didn't really mind that it was played here, but it just, it made the, the whole thing overall, I, you know, just as a choice, I think it was okay, because what else can you do? Um, I just, maybe they could have done low light. I know they, pra- they, they checked with all those yesterdays. All those yesterdays wouldn't have worked here. It would have been nice to hear, though. It would, it would have been great to hear, absolutely low light would have been fine but then you have a, a lot i don't know faithful wouldn't have worked there and brain of jay obviously no and uh, would you do, do the evolution here and just yes just change it up yes. entirely yes so okay so i thought given a fly worked well out of present tense but followed by wish list it's it's a mistake it's you know, you have nothing, man, so close to present tense and then given a fly, then wish list. It's just, it's a yawn, you know, it's, there's nothing because, because this given a fly is nothing to really write home about. It's fine, but it's, it's fine. Yeah. It's not, nothing. it's nothing. It's not like the given the flies that we hear that transitions into another part of the set. It's not doing that here. And, uh, the obvious choice, of course, after given a fly to give this some kind of life is do the evolution and, and, you know, maybe Eddie would, would have woken up a little bit on that. He woke up a little bit for Given a Fly, I'll, I'll say that. But but I think Do the Evolution would have fit better here. And we'll get to that as we go into the encores because I have ideas that would have worked better in, in encores that got skipped because of what they're doing uh, uh, chronologically with albums. So the, the, whole, the whole show is really pigeonholed because the second encore is nothing but covers and planned covers because, you know, they're deciding with Slater Kenny. We'll get to that when we get to it. Wishlist though. Uh some lyric changes in wishlist. Uh I thought I, I thought it was tight again. I just didn't want it in the spot. I thought it was performed well. It was very tight and it fit the yeah. tone of the show so far, yeah. Uh Yeah, I had no problem just, I had no problem with the performance of it. It's just this this progression here. It's like up down up down and it's kind of I mean, it's a little boring to be honest. This is okay. I was about to say, this is a good live song compared to the album song. You know how there's always songs where you're like, this is way better on the album. This is way better live. Yes. This is one of the Yield songs that, of the you know, I think a lot of people have a lot of different opinions on it. But this is one of the, the Yield songs I think is way better live than on the album. A hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Uh, some lyric changes in there. Might as well get to it. I wish I was as fortunate as all you in New Jersey. I think that that's how it was. But the better one was later in the song. I wish I was a souvenir you made out of a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. I love talking about souvenirs and pieces of shit when they make all their money on souvenirs. <laughs> <laughs> And none of their souvenirs, a lot of their souvenirs aren't pieces of shit at all. They're very high end and they're very sought after. Yeah. Um, although, uh, 
this is the around the time they do this a lot. I think this is the last time they ever did this. A little uh, buzzcock tag here. Why can't I touch it? Right. Again, it was something that you got in the live at the garden DVD, which I'm sure people that went to both shows were like, ah, this again. But uh, we're gonna do live at the garden in three or four weeks, mm-hmm. so we'll get it soon. But we haven't played a song in a while, so why don't we why don't we play the tag? Just as a why not? I think we'll have a lot of stuff to play on that Live at the Garden DVD, so if we I get this so out too, of the way, yeah. we get this out of the way, then, then yeah, that covers our base. So let's hear it. Tell me where all the WMDs I want to believe, I want to believe WMD lines, but yeah, maybe they should have tightened it up. Maybe it should have been a little shorter than it was. Kind of drags a little bit. Uh, all right. So Ed, after that one says to all the smart guys and guys in power, let's get everyone home safe. Uh, that's all I wrote. Even though I think it was a little more substantial than that. Uh, that's all I really wrote down. Um, so, okay, let's go back to where you said they should do, do the evolution after giving a fly, which I, I'm sold on. Okay. Um, that gives you a better a better way to develop for your binaural section because I think they really painted themselves into kind of a hole here yeah. where they had to pick themselves up after Wishlist because you played a bunch of softies in a row or right. maybe not soft softies, but definitely lower tempo songs uh and what from what's going to get your crowd back into this that's off binaural that people are going to start jumping up and down for but breaker fall is not good for this spot because you are uh, you are you are insane you think breaker fall would have worked here <laughs> so no yes okay keep going i'll, I'll give not you my rundown said. i'll give you my rundown um I don't think Breaker Fall would have worked here. I don't think God's Dice no, would have been that good here. But there are not too many other binaural songs that have that real 
cranking up uh, upbeat to get the crowd back into it. So evacuation is kind of by default the choice. You know what's funny though is isn't at the same time, isn't that what makes Binaural such an amazing album that it's so kind of confusing. It's very confusing. Like we talked about last week, and it's, we have so much appreciation for that album now because because of reasons like this. But the one thing I've always said about Binaural is that I just, I can never remember the track listing. I can remember Me, the track listing. I can't either. Front to back on everything but Binaural and the end of Riot Act. I don't think it was, I don't think they put the tracks together that well. With all the songs that they had on tap that, you know, uh, they could have done like education in, in the moonlight and sad and all these other ones that were uh, recorded for the album. They had they they had a chance to put together something really good, something much better than they did. It's not as bad as Avocado's track listing, but it's close. I'd say it comes in second in that category. You think Avocado has a bad track listing, Mister Mister Avocado? Oh yeah, no, I don't. I don't agree with the with the track listing at all. Oh, we've uh, talked about that because yeah. you you think you think it should start with worldwide suicide, doesn't it? <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> I I sure did, sure uh, did. Yeah. So just like just like in my trees before who you are, <laughs> right? According to Jeff, it is. Uh huh. <laughs> so first, I'll say because I I mentioned this last week how how evacuation was always just so like two thousand to me. Nah, 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 nah. I thought it sounded fantastic here. And um, kind of the only thing good about Wishlist in its spot is that Evacuation kicks ass after it. And I I do have a new appreciation for Evacuation because we've heard it twice now back-to-back in shows. And each time it it sounds great. So, okay, say we wanted Do the Evolution instead of Wishlist, which is, of course, the obvious choice. They use it in a different spot, which we agree with and but in this show maybe disagree with a little bit i'm gonna go with that do the evolution was was not an option and wish list is where it is which is how it went mm-hmm. i'm glad to have insignificance but the spot here is super awkward it's sticking out like a sore thumb to me so what i would have done is i would have done breaker fall evacuation because i feel like breaker fall after wish list would have served the same purpose as corduroy does when we talk about corduroy it's kind of like a restart a restart this well that, that's you, you had me thinking when you said last week that you thought the beginning of breaker fall was really weird uh for the encore and i i while i loved it in that spot ending encore one or encore two whatever it was uh i really really loved it in that spot you said it was better halfway through than it was in the beginning mm. and then it, it led me to think more of where they've used it before and i think they played it at wrigley this year and it was kind of closer to the middle i'm not okay. sure okay. but i think here i think a reset would have been really weird here okay I this just is think, really I th- deep for a reset yeah you know i i think it just works as a reset as a song and and corduroy did not do that in in this set it didn't serve that purpose because it it didn't flow well into a second half so if you have another song that you could use as a reset it might be a little late for it 
but I feel like Breaker Fall is that song, and I think you should use it. Again, this is this is our yeah. opinion. With they might not even see these songs as a restart. You know, maybe we right. came up with that. So I think so. I think we might we might have. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. What I will say that is, if they did decide to do do the evolution, was kind of a mute mute point. Uh, I would have liked insignificance after do the evolution. That would have um, yes that yep, and then Agreed. maybe grievance or something afterwards. Binaural is definitely the toughest one to decide on. Yeah, um, and I will piggyback off what you were saying. This version of evacuation was really good. It was it was much better than last week's version, which kind of sounded like maybe at times it dragged a little bit. This sounded like it had emphasis and power and passion. Um, and while though I, I think insignificance was, was placed appropriately, I, I don't know. I think it was, there was opportunity for something else. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I like, I do like I, it. That I don't know what it is. That That's the yeah, thing. I yeah, can't, that, that's the beauty of binaural. You, you just you don't know what it is like nothing as it seems would have stunk uh light years wouldn't have been great here uh rival would have been really weird uh and that takes us half the album would you <laughs> done evacuation into god's dice into half full that's not horrible it's not horrible but would you do evacuation into grievance yeah you know i'm not the biggest fan of grievance live as i said as i said last week but it would, it would. Ser- you don't have a soul. <laughs> I'm soulless. It would save the same. It would serve the same purpose though. Here, that that would be fine. Okay, yeah. I I've always said that grievance and insignificance really kind of fit the same way. Right. They can kind of be utilized the same way, except that grievance intro with the drums can be so can be transitioned in such you know in in such unique spots. Right. That. After evacuation, I think it could have worked, but um, overall, uh, I think they did their best with it. They were in a, a weird spot, and they did their best with it. So, uh, finally, we're on the last album. It's Riot Act, and this is three songs to end the set: two Riot Act songs, and then uh, a really good set ender. Um, so, half full here, and to save you. Uh, I really like Half Full kind of near the end because you hear it on the album and it's really close to the end of the album and it kind of gives you this like kind of a good feeling before you're almost done mm-hmm. kind of way. Almost like you forget that the set's about to end. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, so I think that was a really good spot for it. I think it, the version sounds terrific. Uh, band's, band's tight on it. Um, save you is in one of my favorite spots that you could hear save you that doesn't really you know it's usually closer to the opener but i love it near the end because i think again it just brings out the energy and electricity uh near the end of the set that can to translate into whatever your last one or two songs are but i did not think this was a very good version of save you uh no no i agree um so yeah, the half full save you grouping here. Yeah, I, I I think it works well at the end of a set, and I think it would work well at the beginning, which isn't a possibility here. But this this group 
is kind of a, a, a chameleon grouping of songs, and, and that's pretty interesting. And I thought it worked pretty well after Insignificance. I was thinking again, like, what would work from Riot Act besides Half Full? Because, you know, Save You is, is a safe choice, of course, and, and it's a good way to end or come close to the ending. Uh, but I'm sticking here with Half Full. I think that is the right choice. It makes it a little bit more interesting because you could, you could go the total goon route and do something like I Am Mine, which would have been totally wrong here, but it's a, it's a, it's a single, so I'm glad they, they didn't do that. Don't go that way. And then what would he, you know, you could phone it in with like Crop Duster or Bush Leaguer, which also would have been totally wrong. It would have been I think half half full and save you were were the right choice. Right. I think I they think, were in, in the right in the right position. Yeah. They were the right choice. The one that would have worked as well as half full would have been green disease, I think. But too late for green disease to me. I I could I could agree to that. I mean, I would have taken it, but I think Half Full is getting the job done here really well. Yeah, and, 100%. and I think it sounds really good. Um, and then Eddie fell back asleep for Save You. I thought, yeah, Didn't, you know, I wasn't feeling it. The one thing I noticed with Save You, it sounded like usually in uh, the first verse they kick in with two guitars after that beginning. But there was only one guitar for like half of that first verse, and it fell. Was that what it was? Because I thought something sounded a little empty, and I—I I, I think either Stone or Mike's guitar was uh, maybe too low, or I, I maybe I they were switching guitars or something. They were they had a guitar problem, and they switched midway through. It was it was dull, and I usually every time I hear "Save You," I am rocking my head the whole entire time. But this one, I'm just like, ooh, I couldn't get into it as much. I agree. That's, yep. It's un- unfortunate, but um, it was the right decision. Uh, one of the other options that are more up-tempo, upbeat songs, because you're not going to do Love Boat Captain. You're not going to do I Am Mine. You're right. not going to do Thumbing My Way. Uh, those are all URs off the table. Yep. Help Help is off the table. Uh, the only other real, like, upbeat, quick songs, like Ghost and Get Right, at the end yeah. of a set would just be awful i consider i consider get right and i i listened to it a few times i i listened get right is not a good song no no i listened to it i i rewound it i listened to it again i rewound it again and i'm like it wasn't fitting but i felt like it was maybe if it wasn't green disease maybe that but it 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 wasn't i couldn't place it yeah and it's just it's just all the basis for me is is off tempo uh, right. because it's a little more upbeat, but I, I don't think I've heard a version of get right live yet. Uh, it's been played very few times. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm a little, a little afraid to hear it because they, they <laughs> haven't gone back to it since this tour. I think since before this show was probably the last time they ever played it. And I don't know if that's one they'll ever go back to. They'll go back to ghost. Not, not you know, not common. It's not common, but um, if you know Dimitri from, yep. uh, he's an admin on some of the boards. Of course, uh, that's his favorite song. Interesting. So okay. sometimes they'll. Uh, one of the shows last summer, they dedicated it to him because he was in the <laughs> audience. Cool. Uh, it might have been Krakow, but I'm not sure. Uh, so yeah, they played Ghost at that show. I don't. I don't mind Ghost as much as I do get right but neither of them would have worked here would have been a total buzzkill so yeah they they made the right decision with both of those uh now we're closing the first set with 
a really fucking amazing version of Porch. Really? Really? Yeah. I wrote. Why? What'd you? I wrote. Is this is this a live show or is this band practice? Because I think this is band practice. Uh, you are definitely in the minority on this. I don't know. I wasn't excited. I wasn't getting it. Oh God! I thought this was clicking. This was clicking on on all cylinders. They're clicking. They're playing fine. It's just no. There's, this, there's this, just, this, just, just. I need more. I need more. There's. How can you need more? This, this was ex, This was fucking brilliant. This sounded amazing. Yes, it did. I don't know it, what more you could have wanted. It, it did sound amazing for for a very straightforward performance of of the song no it wasn't i disagree it wasn't straightforward at all i think that the the bridge parts were more unique than usual porch bridge parts i think they were fine energetic uh you know and the crowd you can tell that the band is feeding off the crowd energy and the crowd is feeding off of eddie climbing up a, a speaker so he's doing usual sport uh uh porch shenanigans here but I, this is one of the better porches I've heard in a very long time. It was, it was, I'll give you fine. I'll give you fine. It was fine. We're playing it though. Oh, sure. We could play it. We don't have, we weren't really playing much today. So let's, let's play. No, it. not, not yet. We got more later that we will. Uh, I had, I had like maybe two, two songs. Originally what I wanted to do was play one from each album. Then I'm like, Oh no, that that's a four hour show. <laughs> what are you right doing there. to me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's a there's a little bit less, but I think we're saving it for some good stuff later. That's uh, that's that could be debatable too. Well, and debate on we will. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's play some of the bridge from Porch because it just maybe you'll maybe you'll get catch second wind from it. Maybe I just have to hear it again. Yeah, we'll see. All right. pacing was just I, th- I think stone set the pacing and i think matt just killed it here uh i i think matt was just on on the mark but i think stone was really setting 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 up the cans for matt matt to knock down here i thought everything really worked real flawlessly i guess it's if if, if eddie is taken out of the equation on this show i guess it works a little better because he's i just feel like he's not He's not putting enough into it. And you know what? We didn't even talk about the intro. Oh, we get, uh, what is it? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. <laughs> we get a count in, but it's like the same pacing as the 
the modern day like uh but it doesn't have that intro you know what i'm saying yeah so it's at least acceptable that way even eddie's counting was boring on this maybe you're just boring no maybe you've been listening to too many shows <laughs> you need a break sir i'm uh i'm ben- i'm benching you until, I'm benching you and I'm, uh, until we get the tracks for next week's show and then i'm, like, <laughs> I'm back in <laughs> i'm bringing in every other pearl jam podcaster to replace you oh boy which is essentially what's happening in the next couple of weeks. It's a, it's going to be like a greatest hits month coming up here. It's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be, be great. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. We'll we'll talk about it later. Yep. All right, encore time. Man, I have a whole paragraph of Ed just talking here. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Ed said they had a great tour, a great time. Wants to thank everybody for making it happen. Then he thanks the crew for making it happen. Says the crew does one of the best jobs putting it on a show. He usually doesn't thank his own guys. So that's a nice little touch. He says everyone needs a little attention before he left the U.S. Since their last night, he wants to clarify whatever he says that they have an opinion. It comes from a position of caring for the country and what makes you a patriot. It's just not the country, but the people in it. When you care about that, it makes you a patriot. It's not about victory or corporation. Not about money. We just hope you're proud of us when we leave here. We hope you have your we have your support, and we hope you're proud of us for taking a stand. <sighs> Should have timed you. Um. You know what that was? That's like, you know, at the end of the like radio commercial sometimes where they want to get in like all the the legal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's what I was trying to go for there. Great. You pulled it off. Because really, it's nothing he hasn't said before. Right. But we got to cover it. It's in it's in the show. So if it's there, we 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 got to we got to put it here. Exactly. Uh. So then we get growing up, and Ed says he's never tried it before. Uh, you may be seeing this guy in the next few days, but if you do, tell him Eddie says hi. Uh, he was going to play here, but there wasn't 160 nights in a row for him to play. Uh, and then Ed says he used to play the song while sitting on his bed. Uh, and it is a classic, legendary Bruce Springsteen song, and let's hear it. Well, I stood stone like a man Suspended in my masquerade I pulled my hair till it was just right And commanded the night brigade I was open to pain and crossed by the rain And I walked with a crooked crutch I strolled all alone through the troll house home Came out with my soul on the I stood in the crowd and wrestled alive But when they said put out, I stood up Growing up The flag of piracy flew from my mast My sails were set wing to wing had a June box graduate for a first man She couldn't sell what she sure could sing And I pushed B-52 and bombed her with the blues And my gear set started on standing I strolled all alone to the fallout zone Never once gave thought to landing I stood in the crowd and wrestled alive when they 
So we've actually kind of covered the only other time that they played it. It was uh, during a preset uh, of Ed's, uh, Reading of 04. Uh, he did that in a preset along with a Cat Stevens song, and this is the only time in an actual either main set or, or encore that they did it. So I think it's a nice little version. I think that sometimes uh, when Ed plays songs that he's really not comfortable, familiar with, uh, he definitely can have uh, a tendency to to get to get caught behind a little bit. I don't want to say fucked up. I, I I'll, I'll say caught behind or caught up. Um, and I think I think he performed this one well, and I, th- I think this was the crowd really, really dug it because it's it's New Jersey, of course they did. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, but you know, I think I like Bruce. I'm not a huge Bruce fan. I like Bruce more than you do. Uh, well, you, but- you you like Bruce. That's all you need to do. You could okay. you could like Bruce a little bit, and it would be more than me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how, how no, I like, I like, somebody doesn't. I, I like Bruce Springsteen's songs a lot. It's like Bob Dylan. Like I really don't I don't like the person that performs them, but he's a great songwriter. I can't can't say that. Of course right. he's a great songwriter. Yeah, I thought this was you know, kind of fit the overall sleepy feel of the show. He said he plays it on his bed. Definitely could see that. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was kind of nice. Yeah, well, it's kind of nice. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I hated this. I need another tradition. This 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 was this did not sound good, Randy. Come on, man. This did not sound good. Need another condition critical for you. <laughs> Play it. What did you think? Jesus. I, this is not condition critical. You knew I wasn't going to like this. It's, it's I know. It's of course me- not. It's, it's a mess. It's a mess. It uh, wasn't. Of course good. not. No, I, I I was fine with it. I thought it was a cool little moment. Look, he doesn't. He's never going to do the song again, except for one more preset. But if you so, never. I don't know. Okay, I know what you're going to say. If he's never going to do it again, that means he sucks at it and it no, means it doesn't if, work. And if you've, never, if you've done a song maybe once before outside of your bedroom, maybe the place to do it is not in front of tens of thousands <laughs> of people. I don't know. He's, he's, he's ballsy. You know he's ballsy. <laughs> it's not that it's, he's ballsy. I think most people just don't care. I, I listen to this. I listen to it and I'm like, I, this doesn't sound good. I'm sorry. It, it's just, I guess, the musician in me. I, I guess so. Yeah, I guess you can't remember to that time you were a child on your bed playing your bass and wishing that it was a more substantial instrument. I think even back then I was like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a weird, vivid memory of like, you know, you being like a 10 or 11 year old, like your and your dad, like teaching you how to play bass and you were playing a Beatles song and your dad taught you a really simple, 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 Beatles simple song. riff. Yeah, and um, and you were playing it. I'm like, it's not how you've played this fucking song. Like, I didn't know anything about bass. Or, <laughs> but you do probably wasn't right. Right. <laughs> All you're doing is boom, boom. It's like that, boom, boom. That can't be it. Boom, 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 boom. And then you're like, and then you're like, oh, it was Paul McCartney. That was probably it. There <laughs> were uh, there were nine days in that week. Yeah. Um, all right. Evolution. You had some things. Yeah. Um, I was actually able to put encore one and encore two, uh, in just one paragraph each because I was, I was just kind of so, I don't, I don't want to say done, but I, I just wasn't, I wasn't happy. So do the evolution should have been set one. You should have skipped it here 
you should go growing up. Then you should go daughter, which comes after do the evolution. Then you should have done better man and then alive. That's how it should have been. And do the evolution should have been put okay. into first set because Eddie sounds awesome on do the evolution. It, I feel like it took him this long to finally get there. And this is, a, this is a good spot for us. We like do the evolution here, but set one desperately needed this performance. I, th- I think you're right. And, I think you're and right on that. You could get better man in, in the, on, in the encore one right before alive, which I think would have been, would have been great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if in this encore they were like stressed for time because they knew that they had a lot more to do in the second encore, which is just weird to me. Um, it is weird, yeah. But Better Man would not, if they were stressed for time, Better Man would have been one of the ones that, even if it was on the set, maybe it was on instead of Daughter and they switched it up. You know what I mean? It could have been. And, they, and they said, well, time time constraints, we can't do. If we do Better Man, we probably can't do Fortunate Son. And we want to get the most out of the Slater-Kenny appearance. Yeah, that's that's entirely possible. So um, I'm just saying you, you could have swapped out Do the Evolution for Wishlist and and then uh, could have... I'm not disagreeing you, with you. You could have popped uh, another you know big-time song here in the uh, in the Encore one. So right, I, that's this, how this I would have done it. Fairly, this is fairly, a fairly basic Encore. Um, I did like this daughter following evolution uh, yeah, i like the daughter I, I i'm sorry i just lumped that all together because again there was nothing really remarkable about it but uh the no. evolution was really good like I, I wanted to make that point but uh yeah sorry I didn't, I didn't mean to skip alive or or um or daughter they both I mean, they, they were both good. i'm i'm gonna kind of skip alive so that's well no i just wanted to say it was it was good um one of the things okay so we've dealt with uh the androgynous mind tag on daughter right. for like the last couple weeks. <laughs> right. I really I never listened to the actual song. I, I have I have once. So I went I went and I listened to it uh, a couple days ago when I when I wrote down my notes. And I fucking hate that song. <laughs> it's awful. It's not the best. <laughs> so it leads me to wonder if I really hate Sonic Youth. Because I don't know if I do or not. I was gonna say this about the Buzzcocks earlier. I, I honestly Buzzcocks have some really catchy stuff. I don't know enough about uh, either of those bands. Listen, listening to the Androgynous Mind song just did not give me hope for whenever they do a tag. And, and besides the, hey, hey, it's okay. Hey, hey, it's okay. Like, that, I thought that, that they, at first when they were doing that in other, song, in other shows, that they were doing an it's okay tag. I know Sonic Youth is... is Minimizes garage rock and it's it's strange sounding stuff, but I, I just I listened to another song after Androgynous Mind called Massage the History, and it was much better. Okay, but it was not. It, I'm either gonna listen to them and I'm gonna be like, okay, I kind of like this, or I'm gonna be like, all right, I, this is just not my jam. Alive ends the first encore. Anything? No, it was fine. Okay. To, you know, what you expect. Yeah, there's way more to talk about in Encore 2, so that's I really have no notes on on that. So. Yep. Uh, all right. Ed introduces uh, the start of the second Encore by saying they've there have been times they wanted to play this next song but haven't been able to. But with the help of Corn Tucker from Slater Kinney, we'll try and do something special for you. And it is. 
the Temple of the Dog special hunger strike. Um, the last time they played it before this show was in Perth, Australia in, in 98. And as far as I can tell, they didn't have any uh, company with it. Uh, but before that, really, besides teases and tags, the last time it was played was with Cornell in Lollapalooza 92. So... Um, That's an interesting little stat there. Yeah, yeah. That, that took a little digging, but 204 shows since the Perth Australian one in 98. So it's been a while since they dusted it off. Um, let's listen to it, because I'm sure you're going to have some things to say about it. Uh, but yeah, not, that's not, the first time. Not much, not much. Okay, all right. Well, it's the first time we're covering Hunger Strike. So yeah, you got to play uh, it. Of course. You know the show, so. Randy. There are rules. <laughs> there are rules, and we abide. The dude abides, my friend. Okay, let's go hungry. Tucker's part. She's singing Eddie's part while Eddie's singing Chris's. I'm going to say it. I do not like this song. Never have. Never will. And I just kind of want to leave it at that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad nobody knows where you live so you don't get like 
you know, the pitchfork, the flaming pitchfork treatment, because I'm sure there would be people for this one. Sure. Sure. That um, I can I, understand why somebody doesn't like Hunger Strike. I can't understand why somebody doesn't like other songs that you don't like. But <laughs> I, I guess Hunger Strike was never catchy to me. I've I've gone through phases where Hunger Strike has been an eye an eye roll for me. Yeah. That I just haven't wanted to hear. Overall, I like it. I've and you know when I first heard it, I I liked it a lot. But. I think the music video is one of the biggest pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. I love the first comment on the music video, if, if you look on YouTube, is, Eddie, get out of the fucking bushes. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan. I do not care for the song at all. You know, Corinne Tucker, I think her style is is either hit or miss for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um I think she's a little off. I think her style in general is just a little off key and it sometimes takes me out of it. It depends on what it is. I think for their own stuff, it's fine, but for other stuff, exactly. If it works for your own style, it's, you know, there are people like Ben Harper who comes on and, 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 you know, sings the encore for Pearl Jam and it's, it it translates so well. And it's like, yeah, it's better than Pearl Jam sometimes, but yeah, sometimes you can't take, you can't take someone out of their out of their own element because it, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, uh, I guess I agree. I I agree with that. You know, uh, um, but I'll get to a point in a second um, that has been brought up the last time that we had Slater Kinney uh, d- discussed on a show doing multiple songs, and we were this song we were very critical of, and I'm still pretty cr- critical of this version. Uh, so the rest of the band comes out and uh, they go on to play your favorite Who song, Leaving Here. And um, this is not as bad as the Ottawa version, but it no. still sucks. It still sucks. It is like someone shoving nails in your ears. It, I, I just, I can't stand it. It's way, it's, it's just bubblegummy. The whole, the cold chorus, the. Take a train, take a train, fry my brain, fry my brain. It sounds like there's a bunch of eight-year-olds on stage. That's 100%. terrible. 100%. But, however, I think the point that we made last time, we we did the same exact thing, and then we got an email from, um, I'm going to give him a new nickname now, Baba Farrar, (laughs) our spiritual guide. That's perfect. Baba Baba Farrar, who is the spiritual guide of Five Up Four Legs, I like that as a better uh, as a better distinction for him than than executive producer. <laughs> that's so um, that, that's so that's uh, so corporate. I think I think spiritual yeah. guide is so much better. He's like, have you ever seen um, uh, what's that show? Silicon Valley. No, I never. I've never seen that. Oh, okay. Um, the guy that runs like the Google of that show has like a spiritual advisor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, so he says, he told me that after after hearing that, uh, that show, he said, you know, lighten up on the guest appearances sometimes because those, those performances aren't necessarily supposed to be like top-notch performances. It's supposed to they're be for just, the experience. And- yeah, they're just supposed to be fun. The bands are having fun on stage. It doesn't really, it's not... It shouldn't be broken down as much as it is or as we do, uh, but 
look, you're not ever going to see them really do these songs together besides the couple times that they did them. So, yes, the experience is more important than the song sounding good, yet this is a whole encompassing podcast here. I could, could could not disagree more. It's it's like with growing up. Like, oh, you know, you don't have to pick it apart so much. He, he, he doesn't do it a lot. It's for the experience. These people come out and sing with them. It's the experience. It's, you know, Eddie was, you know, with, with old versions of Corduroy, and then he's angry. It's the experience of the time. No, that is complete bullshit. There is no excuse for songs not to be played well. That's it. I mean, that's that's the end of it for me. There is no excuse for a song not to be played well. I'm sorry. But they had fun. Fuck fun. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks, Randy. It sucks. So if you're having fun on if you're having fun on stage at a at a wedding and you guys are I, I can see I can see that. If if you guys like miss, you know, uh, miss a chorus or something like that and but you're having fun, the energy is there, do you come out of that show saying wow we had a lot of energy the crowd was really into it or do you say wow we really messed up on on bruno mars oh no no things like that will absolutely stick with us you know sometimes we we even talk about pearl jam where that maybe a song won't be as good and you won't hear it for for a long time we drop songs all the time sometimes we just it just doesn't sound good you know these things stick with you i don't kid myself if i say hey man i really suck tonight i'm not going to go and say i had such a great time We'd be like, no, I'm I'm sorry, I I was off, I was off, I was off tonight. Yes, it's it's one of those things. You just have to be in the shoes. Sometimes people's experience are different than what they hear it on the bootleg. If I were Definitely. there, I probably would have enjoyed it. But listening to it on the bootleg, I would have been like, ooh, this is a little, ooh, <laughs> yeah. So okay, uh, fortunate son. Another one we haven't heard yet. It was a staple of 2003 set lists, and it's only been played five times since this night. Uh, and it's going to be played here because it's a live on Four Legs debut. So here is the classic Credence song. Let's get it in. <laughs> you hate on this one the the band sounds great i mean you gotta you gotta love fortunate son i don't care who you are and and if you don't then 
I don't want to know who you are. Ruined by Slater Kenny. Just grating. I, I think she was having a lot of fun out I there. I think she was having a lot of fun out there, too. But she sounds like shit. This is my point. <laughs> I mean, just screaming. Just scre- it's, 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 it's like a cat in a blender. <laughs> Ugh, God. But the memory. Yeah. The, you the know, experience. Fade, but the memory remains. You know? That. That old, um, that old saying. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, you know, uh, written by James Hetfield, a, a lyrical genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought she was, she was into it. I thought she was fierce. Uh, you know? Maybe she didn't hit her notes. Maybe it was like uh, rushed a lot, but you know that that's I I don't care. I I don't care that it 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 might have not sounded good. I I I felt the energy and I felt like it was fun. The pass I could give is is that it's it these aren't Pearl Jam songs. Right, so they have, you know, there there is room to fuck up on them more and have a lot more fun with it. Well, I don't, yeah, but, I don't, you know, I don't, not, I don't, I don't go out to a wedding and say, "Oh, this is a Bruno Mars song. I didn't write this, so I, I'm just gonna fuck it up if I want to, as long as I'm having fun." I'm oh, gonna, I would totally do that. I'm gonna play it well. Be like, "Fuck Bruno Mars! I'm not playing that <laughs> shit." Hey, man, he's got some fun songs to play as a bass player. Yeah. As a bass player. Oh God! Funky. I, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, smoother than a fresh jar, Skippy. <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's on that's, like every commercial now. It, even though thank it's been on you. I was just gonna say it's years. on every single commercial. Uh, but great bass part. I mean, a song called Uptown Funk not having a good bass line <laughs> would be it's would be the shit. Blasphemous, I know. Um, look, if it's the mold of. You talked about just taking a random popular rock and roll cover and just going forward and, and just and killing it. Um, uh, you know, y- you said that you wanted to hear kind of some different stuff with covers, and, and this this is different. This is they don't go back to this a lot often, so I I think it's fun. I you know, so she's not my favorite vocalist of all time. Aside, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think she was. I think I was way less into rockin' than I was into her part in Fortunate Son. Rockin', rockin' was fine. Rockin' was. Yeah, it just was everybody. It was vanilla. Everybody's on stage, and it sounds like a big party on stage. That really, you're at home, and you're like, "Well, I wish I was at the party, but I can't really party with you here, so I don't really know what to do." Sometimes you can join the party in these bootlegs. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they they invite you, but this one was just kind of a a party that you watch on TV that you're like, oh well, I'll get my invitation next time. I thought for everyone being on stage during this part for for rocking, like I said, I thought it was it's vanilla. It was kind of it was surprisingly bland. I thought for 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 this moment where everyone's there. I I think with just Pearl Jam being on stage, we've heard way more energetic rockins before. Mm. Yeah. I think it was the least inspiring of these four covers here. Yeah, I but, can agree to that for sure. Um, I didn't see anything detrimental to it that ruined the song for me. No, there's usually isn't. 
No, so. this was, yeah, this was is what it is basically rocking. But we we've yeah. heard better. We've heard better. Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right. Well, technically it's encore three because they they apparently left the stage and came on for just one more song. So uh, Ed kind of goes through the band roster and says we like the place and this is good night to you and goodbye to the U.S. and it's hello to you, Ledbetter. Um, it's led better and he's changing up some lyrics here and there, but it, it, it feels like a feel good moment because it is the last song of this tour. So it feels like they are saying goodbye, but aside from that, it's pretty average. I had no problem with this, with this yellow lead better. I thought it was, thought yeah. it was pretty good. Um, all right. Um, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to do this, but, uh, I think it's time that we, uh, go on and rate our show here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're gonna rate it, and I don't think it's gonna be that good. So <laughs> just get it. I'm gonna be generous. Okay. Uh, my rating is coming strictly from creativity. I think this was a very cool thing to do, a very interesting thing to do. It's something you'll never see again, or if you do, it'll be completely different. Maybe they'll do the albums, but they'll go in reverse or something like that, which would be which would be pretty cool. At the end of the show, man, I, I just don't think they sounded that good. I don't think Eddie sounded good. I thought the band was really up and down. They had some really high points, and they had some really low points. So, you know, I'm going five and a half, and that's on creativity alone. I did not like this one at all. Yeah, the, I give this, this one a lot of creativity points, too, and I think I, I enjoyed it a lot more than you did. I, I give... Things like uh, Slater Kenny appearance, a little bit of a break, um, but but at the same time, that's not new. That's really not new. No, but to to some people it can be, and every experience is different. Um, I I would like to give this a seven um, because the idea is there, and I don't think that this was performed egregiously i don't think the show was was a complete mess i think there were songs that were a lot softer and drift and drifted a little more than others i think that some of the choices from the albums could have been a little better but most mostly i was okay with uh with the better uh a better half of them um and i i i liked hearing fortunate son i liked hearing hunger strike songs that we haven't covered on this before so i i I enjoyed that aspect, I think, I think it deserves a seven. Did you? Uh, I wanted to ask. Did you have a? Because I had a lot of trouble with the show. Did you have a standout? You know what? Not really. No. Hmm. Uh, even flow. Even flow or porch were probably por- porch was probably the best thing from this night. But um, if we were to go back in episode 50, 25 episodes from now. We'll still be here uh, and do like a, you know, a rewind on some of our favorite episodes and and maybe some of the songs that really define those episodes. I, I think this episode probably doesn't make that cut. There wasn't a defining song. It was a defining set, but not a song. I thought Half Full stood out to me. In a very good way. Heffel, Heffel was really good, yeah. You know what? That, that, um, that, that, that's, that's, 
it was sneaky. I, I was not expecting that, and and that's why I wanted to ask you because I I I kind of just wanted to tell you that that half full really really, you know. Maybe go back and play it. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way to do it, but maybe. Yeah, I could I could try to find a spot to slip it in there, or maybe I'll just slip it in right here. <laughs> show song what whoa oh my goodness what what have we turned ourselves into i we got some stories Mm -hmm. i'll pick a couple out um from the boards from pj hawks uh got seventh row center after trading out msg tickets through the 10 club Mm. best seats i've ever had for pearl jam never realized that the two from each album uh, happened until the next day, but it was a great show overall. Really enjoyed the choices from each album. First time I'd seen, I got, he says, id. It shit. I always change my mind. I always say shit. I say id, id, shit, or, or I just say I got. Uh, sometimes I say nothing at all. I always say shit because <laughs> it's just funny. If I'm talking to my mom about it, you know. Well, your, your mom is... She's cool. She's cool. Yeah, she's better than. uh, Yeah, so I saw I got id and it was fantastic. Uh, Thoughts Ed comments in the encore were great, even though he messed it up. Loved Ed doing Bruce's growing up. After that, thought Slater Kinney kind of ruined the encores. Uh, My man. My man. To me, the encores, especially Hunger Strike, is unlistenable with them on it, and maybe that's just me, but overall, it was a fantastic show. It's not just you. Apparently. I like this uh, guy. He's going to be our next guest. Um, Possumist says, five of my friends and I were in front row and center for this one. After opening with Wash, Ed handed my friend the Wash lyrics that he wrote on a game board box. There you See, go. I told you that was coming. Uh, my friend framed it, and it looks great. It was a great show, and Ed held our hands during Porch. It was cool because we grabbed this ticket because of the overselling of MSG, and it worked out great for us. Awesome. And we'll have one more from The Long Road. I remember it was a Monday, and the weather was pretty great. It was my fourth show of the year. I had lawn tickets with 10 or so of my friends. Wash into Once was awesome. Don't think the order of the set list hit me until they finished the first set. To be honest, the song choices from each album were a little repetitive from MSG Night 2. See, okay. that's... 
uh, Go, Dissident, Corduroy, Nothing Man, Present Tense, Evacuation. I love the growing up cover, and I still listen to it a lot. The second encore with Slater Kinney was cool in person, but I never listened to it again. Mm. And yes, all those yesterdays was sound checked, but not played. So, yeah, dude, you and 10 friends on the lawn sounds like the most fun you could have that is awesome and even even if you don't have 10 friends on the lawn you can easily make 10 friends on the lawn well randy that's the best part because you go with 10 friends on the lawn and then you leave with 20 friends on the lawn Ooh, uh, but sometimes but usually the lawn shows pearl jam doesn't do lawn shows so to speak now but like the last time i went to a lawn show was live and counting crows i didn't make any friends at that show I I believe you. I made enemies in Adam Duritz, who I'll never see live again. <laughs> I I went into that show kind of optimistic, like, okay, then you know, they're a good nineties band, eh, like they're okay. Oh man, he's awful live. Yep. He just that seems to be the general cries. consensus, yeah. He cries the whole time and he's just a sad, sad human being with his hands in his pocket. And his hair. Well, he he looks like he's cosplaying himself. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. He's like forty pounds heavier. He, I, and I know he's got he's been through a lot of shit. Like the guy, if you read up on his his story, he's got he's got some problems. But um, and you know, I won't I won't criticize him for that. But man, if you're not into it live, then just just. Just call it quits. Just call it quits. Just call it a day. The Beatles n- n- did. They, they never played live. No. For yeah. the latter half of their career. <laughs> right. So, you know, Counting Crows aren't the Beatles, but well, they aren't getting bad. paid paychecks. They aren't getting residual checks like the Beatles are either. Really bad comparison. <laughs> yeah. Probably the worst. Yeah. Of my entire life. <laughs> Okay, time for public service announcement, then we'll close it out. Live on Four Legs is happy to present a weekly podcast dedicated to the Pearl Jam Live experience. While we try to get ourselves to as many shows as possible, we have only attended a small fraction compared to the entire live history. That's why we need your help. We want to get to know who you are. If there's a live show that you've attended that you'd like to see us cover in our program, please send us an email at liveonfourlegs, that's the number four, liveonfourlegspodcast at gmail.com. We want to know your entire live experience. Did you once miss a flight? Get lucky in the 10 Club Lottery? Catch a white whale? Your stories will help us mold this into the best podcast it could possibly be. You're already getting to know who we are. Now it's time for us to know... Who you are. So, as mentioned right there, yeah, you can email us. Uh, let us know what show you would like to hear us do in the foreseeable future. Uh, we have a lot on our list, but we can always make adjustments if you can convince us of something good. And we're always open to, to new suggestions. Yeah. So, Randy, uh, I was, I was going to say after we recorded our Patreon episode, we we mentioned what was going to be coming up yeah and, uh i i'm excited for you to get to that again because uh we have a lot of really good stuff coming up we do and um i'm just gonna say it. if you want to uh 
find out what the next four shows or so are going to be, sign up to Patreon and check out our uh, BH1 Storyteller episode. <laughs> I hate to be a dick, but sometimes you got to keep things exclusive. Wow. Yeah. You even it, just threw you know. me for a loop there. Well, you know, I, I, the people that sign up to our Patreon are very, very generous, and I, you know, although I love all of our fans, I want to give as much extra to those people as possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we, we give extra as much as we can, but, you know, uh, for for this, I, I think... I think a good tease, if we just keep teasing the next episode uh, at the end of each show, and uh, and keep you keep you guessing for for the future. I think a really good tease is is that you guys could uh, expect some other Pearl Jam podcast uh, celebrities to uh, to pop up on some episodes sooner rather than later. As soon as next week. As as soon as next week as soon as next week how about we start with the og one we mm. start with we start with uh one of the brads the blazik brad it's that's i mean as as og as you could get besides the other brad who was just as og so uh yeah i would i would assume that they're probably the equal equal they, amount of og equal og <laughs> they started the same episode they started at the same time <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to, Brad B is going to come on. Uh, we're going to do an episode of, I think this was his first show. I'm not positive. I love I love having people talk about their first shows. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's going to, you know, you guys, you guys all tune into his show. You know how passionate and how excited he gets about stuff. There's so. going to be good talking points for sure. Yeah. So, Milwaukee, 1995. I believe it's a night two show. Oh, even night two shows are even better. Yeah. Do you know? Do you, Do you know what the show is is known for or famous for? No, because I like to I like to try to go in as fresh as possible to where I don't even look at a set list before I I listen to the bootleg. All right, then you'll okay. Then so I'm don't not tell even me. Don't it. tell me. Yeah, because you'll be totally thrown through a loop. Uh, what What year was it? Uh, did you just ninety five? Ninety five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, something something rather unique happened that night. Okay. And uh, it's going to be a very, very central point of our show. So that should be very exciting. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, all, I all I have left is, uh, again, if you're going to Innings Fest this weekend, uh, shoot us a note. Let us know what you thought, and we can talk about it on next week's episode. Um, I'll try to, to stream it in as well and, and, uh, and see what Eddie's got going on for us. Um, hopefully, hopefully he changes it up a little bit because he usually plays a lot of the same Pearl Jam stuff and a lot of the same covers. So hopefully we get a little bit of different stuff, but shall see. Shall see. Shall see. Shall, shall see. Uh, if you're following us uh, on social media, if you're not following us on social media, we got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to start uh, something fun for every Mondays on our Facebook account, maybe translated to our Insta and Twitter accounts too, probably, hopefully. Uh, we're going to start doing something fun. We're going to do Live on Four Legs Power Rankings, and uh, that'll start this Monday. Uh, what it is, it's just going to kind of be a compilation of 10 songs 
that Matt and I have decided are deemed worthy of us continuing to listen to. It's either ones that we're really high on right now that we've heard in, in the last couple shows that we're like really excited about or ones that we know are coming up in the next couple shows that we're really excited about. So it's kind of, it works as a preview and as a, uh, as a flashback as well. So that'll be fun, a fun little experiment that we have every Monday doing some power rankings and you guys can chime in on what you're hot on as well. And maybe that can influence our lists as we go forward. I think so. Uh, yeah. And if you subscribe to us on iTunes, just remember to hit that uh, hit the subscribe button to wherever you're listening to us on, and then uh, give us a good old rating and, and uh, comment on there. I know a lot of you guys have been uh, pretty proactive about it, and it's gotten our boost up, and we really appreciate uh, you guys doing that. So, uh, yeah, and just keep up on us with us on social media, too. That was Homdel 03. Next week is Milwaukee 95. And this has been Randy and Matt and Live on Four Legs and a podcast that you will listen to every day forever <laughs> because we have three hours of content that you have to get through. And it's all really awesome stuff. And you like our voices a lot. Even though one of us hates everything. Yeah, <laughs> that one of us is not me for once. How amazing is that? So this may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I miss you already. And I miss you always. Uh, once again, for Matt and Randy, for Live on Four Legs, for Homdel, for Pearl Jam, for whoever decides to... Uh, to tune in for for patreon and the patreon episode that, that that's about to come out very soon uh we bid you all good day bye i wish i was the souvenir you made out of piece of shit Save money on groceries when you use your shopper card. Shopper card good only on items we choose and advertise like mad to make it look like we're giving stuff away. When in fact, we're raking in cash hand over fist because the couple dollars you save on sale items we take back with inflated prices on everything else in the store. So when you think you're saving money, you're really spending way more money than you would have paid. So you can buy every item in the store at true minimum price, which means that your total grocery bill is less. Shopper card valid only on ridiculous items scavenged from bankrupt manufacturers and sold to us by disreputable brokers in places with unpronounceable names.